are listening to See Through Panel, a comic book podcast usually discussing one book uh, for about 30 to 45 minutes. This time, got a nice little interview. So my name is Cole Harvey. I'm here with Fahed Rahman. Hello, everyone. And joining us today, we have Doug Wood. Hello, hello. And Matt Bethagli. Hello. How's everybody doing today? Uh, pretty good. Can't complain. Oh, yeah, I'm very happy. <laughs> oh yeah, living the dream. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> okay, cool. So um let's get straight into uh the questions then. So Doug, you you've you just uh I think you've you've you funded Supermax on Kickstarter now, is that correct? Uh, yes. Uh Ultramax, yeah, we just uh we uh were trying to get uh five thousand five hundred. We just past the six thousand mark, so uh, only eight more days to go. Really happy about it. That's that's uh, fantastic news. Um, can you tell me um, a little bit how you came up with the concept um, for the for the story? It's a little funny. Um, I I was rewatching some Batman the animated series, and um, there's an episode where this just random nobody thinks he's killed Batman. And the whole episode is the Joker just being out of his mind that that Batman's one dead and then two, this this slub has killed Batman. <laughs> and so I just was just playing with that idea. What if this guy actually could kill, you know, the world's greatest superhero? And then what are the repercussions after that kind of event could happen? So that's yeah, uh, that's yeah, I think uh, getting your ideas from well, getting inspired by when you're watching old TV shows is kind of just one of the best ways, kind of riffing on other people's idea and ideas and kind of remixing them. I think, yeah, definitely, it's, it's def- definitely a great place to get your um, get your inspiration from. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a it's a really fun high concept for him to like, which is, you know, it's such a tough thing to come up with. Is like, what hasn't really been done or what hasn't been done that frequently, especially yeah. in comics now. Or at least, yeah, I, my favorite thing is, what did you like, uh, especially probably as a kid? And then what would you have wanted to see different in that concept? And I think that's really mm-hmm. usually where my starting point is. Like, it's, I know it's going to sound kind of fan fiction-y, but it's just, it's just where is that starting point of thing that you liked? And then how could that, be explored in a different way if it wasn't stuck in a uh you know a rigid format like a like a tv series you know yeah i think you know there's nothing wrong with uh uh, uh fan fiction you know um 50 shades of gray and, uh, and all that but um kind of you know, you, you know using um using a, a fan inspired um uh concept and kind of creating creating your own thing i'm just curious both for this project and for Leap M, how you went about gathering, like getting your team. So obviously you got Matt for Leap M, but how did you go about communicating with those people, setting that up? Uh, so this is a, a little bit of a different thing, but for Leap M, I had uh, started years ago. I had a, an artist uh, on the project and um, I got sick. So the project got put to the side for a while. Uh, I finally was able to start the project back up and he was too busy, the artist that we had. And so uh, 
Action Labs was already on board. And so I said, hey, can I please go find another artist? And they said, okay, we get final say, but go ahead and go look. And I put out a uh, ad and luckily Matt was one of the people that answered. I think that's probably very lucky because <laughs> Matt worked perfectly for that book. <laughs> Matt, so what was your um, Thanks. kind of your experience of kind of working on kind of working with Doug and working on Leapem? Well, I uh, I thought it was it was a fun project to work on. I mean, the thing that that um, that I think that Doug will attest to with this is that is that he's he's pretty he's good with working with an artist, especially because I you know. I think Leap M and Doug, correct me if I'm wrong, was initially slated to be a much a longer book, but because, yes. yeah, but because because we shifted, we had to shrink it down and shorten it. So we kind of, I think we collaborated quite a bit to find like, okay, well, what's the fat in the story that we can cut to get the page count down? Like, what can we what can we edit to kind of really to keep it to that that core of. Um, I kind of thought of it and I thought this is again, like speaks to Doug doing like some good high concept stuff. Like it's a revenge story in reverse in a sense. Like you're not following the guy who's both people are out for revenge, but like you're, you're following the, the, the bad guy also has a whole separate story in this in leap M where like, he's also seeking revenge for what his, he was wronged. Um, so it was interesting kind of just getting that, that, that story tighter and down to this like really compact one shot which is tough especially you know you know comics you need so much real estate to establish things that you know 20 i don't know what was it 28 pages that we end up with that's like really not that much space no it's not right it's not it's not a lot of space um i'm just gonna ask a, a quick follow-up question kind of how has it been getting leap End published mm-hmm. kind of the, the reaction to it and um you know kind of the actual process of working with, with action labs and all that sort of thing <laughs> uh well i i think that you know obviously with with all the covid stuff that totally changed the realities of publishing right now and granted it was a digital book but you know with a small publisher like action labs you know they i don't believe that you know they obviously don't have the backing to to um to weather a storm like COVID as well as someone like marvel or dc who still didn't do a great job of weathering it either and i mean you can look at how much they've had to cut their lines so um it was a little bit of a of a struggle to get it to get it through and and i i don't think anyone's at fault because obviously everyone's dealing with a lot of stuff um but getting it out there was was great i mean i think that doug it was your first book published and for me it was the first thing i've drawn and colored and had published in since oh gosh like i want to say like 2015 so um so that was exciting and and i mean seeing reviews and seeing some people like just pick it up and and like it um your guys's podcast on it was very great for my ego um <laughs> so <laughs> Um, it's, it was exciting to just get something done and out there. And, and I think that it's, um, you know, Doug and I are kind of kicking around some more ideas to do some more stuff in the future. So, you know, the, the COVID tribulations aside, it's just nice to get work out there again. Do you have a similar experience with it, Doug? Yeah, I, I would say, uh, Matt's right. It was tough because, uh, the COVID shutdown 
and trying to find uh, ways to keep going at times. But I'm glad that Matt was able to take up a lot of the um, the baton and really push it forward. And we got it out there. So I, I'm just really happy <laughs> that it even happened. And I suppose we should shout out uh, Nicole D'Andrea, who, who edited the book, because she she, you know, she really made sure that it actually got out there. So um, I definitely want to give her props for kind of pushing it through the pipeline, as it were. I was just saying it's you know it's it's, it's tough to get um get something you know, get something published and especially kind of a now and situation that we're we're all facing so yeah something I just not like, well done for for getting out there really yeah Doug so you putting together this anthology can you tell me like the concept behind it and how you're going about gathering because you you just talked about gathering some talent but this is a whole different thing right whole different beast right uh, this one is uh, pretty crazy. It kind of started as, uh, hey, let's let's do something different in comics. Uh, so many, uh, you know, working in comics for so long, people always say, why don't we try this? Why don't we try this? And it just gets left on the table for so long. And so um, I, I just said, okay, I'm going to write up this pitch idea. Uh, it's Shonen Jump for Western comics. It's a big collection of large creators, uh, all under one in one book. And, um, I tried to ask big name creators to try to really anchor this, the bring people in as well as have some smaller people that maybe haven't had their first shot yet and give them a place to, you know, express themselves in comics. And that's what I try to do. Um, do we have any information about that? Because I haven't seen a ton. Is there anything you'd like to say about it or spread around? Yeah, it's we're about to start it back up. Uh, I just started posting today. Uh, we're hoping to kickstart it on the 1st of November. It's uh, Right now, a lot of the people are in penciling stages. We're going to be coming up on inking as well. So the book will be complete before we uh, finish the Kickstarter, which is really exciting. Uh, it's like um, 24 teams. There's over wow. 80 creators. We got we got uh, creators from like Image Comics, Aftershock, uh, Mad Cave, just a lot of a lot of uh, people, and then just just people that just haven't done anything yet in comics, and we just want to give them a shot. God, that sounds. And um, what's the name of the what's the name of the anthology? The name uh, it's. Uh, Project Big Hype. Uh, it's just something I was joking around about on Twitter, and then I said, "Hey guys, what should we call this?" And everybody said, "Just call it Big Hype." You already were putting <laughs> that out there into the void, so why not? Why not just leave it that way? It kind of reminds reminds me of um, the John Wick story. So um, that when when John Wick was um, originally kind of um, uh, coming out, it's in the original. The original name of the movie was Scorn. Uh, but um, Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves just <laughs> Keanu Reeves just every interview he's having. You know, making this character, uh, making this movie, this character called John Wick, and it's this you know um, kung fu action action film. So like the, the marketing guys are like, no one's going to remember the name Scorn. Just call it like John Wick because Keanu Reeves is just calling yeah. it, going around calling it John Wick. So just just call it that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
like you speak it into existence and you just kind of have to use what you, what you already put out right. there. Like there's no sense in making new brands, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt, uh, Matt, you're working on a um, kind of Instagram comic at the moment. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? What's called and kind of what the concept behind it is? Yeah. It's, um, it's called the Uns- unspeakable. Um, I, I kind of wanted to mess with Instagram for comics Um you know, like, and, and also just kind of play with like doing four panels a day. The last two weeks have been rough, um, been busy with work, but, uh, um, it's going to start back up here in a week or so. Um, but like, it's basically the question, but if he has to beat up the deep state instead of, um, instead of beating up, I don't know, like corrupt, uh, city councilman (laughs) um yeah so so that's that's sort of the high the high concept of it but but um you know i kind of end up i write it and draw it basically you know four panels at a time i have like a really broad idea of where it might go but like for me it's it's more about um learning and getting better and sort of having um you know just a, a sort of a, a small like manageable thing that I can kind of um, that I can do. So, you know, there's, I think there's like almost 30 strips up there on, on Instagram right now. So if you follow it, it's unspeakable comic on Instagram. Um, if you follow it, you know, I'll be updating it soon. And uh, there's still, there's a lot to read right now. Um, and I've been messing with hand lettering it. So oh, the first, I think three, the first three I lettered digitally. And then, so since then I've just been lettering it by hand on the page, which is, you know, something that they lens, mentioned earlier too. It's bo- it, In the last review for leap in, they were saying yeah. they were loving your hand lettering stuff. <laughs> I'm so glad you got it back to it. Yeah. My, there's a lot of sound effects in this one because of, I mean, honestly, because of the way that you guys talked about the one set, the sound effects that I didn't last in leap M, it was like, that gave me that boost. Okay, that was yes. I so, I still remember that. I just thought that was so well done. I'm glad you're doing more of that. Yeah, check it out. There's um there are a ton of sound effects in it. There's basically what happened was I I I run into some place where I'm like I don't know what I want to do to move it forward. So I just have him beat this guy up some more. <laughs> and and so there's lots of sound effects. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun. And and I've been putting out more comics. I mean they just kind of I put out single page things on my Twitter and on my website, matchabat.com. So I, you know, I'm trying to kind of put something together for like Kickstarter and things like that. I know Doug and I are talking about a project for Kickstarter. So, you know, it feels like publishing yourself is, is better off these days than trying to do the hassle of, you know, fighting around for a publisher, just putting stuff out there into the world. It seems like you get more, interested uh than than you would otherwise anyways both of you are probably aren't all that aware of what's happening in like the uk comic scene but um they they did a uk's uh, comics creator survey um this year and it's uh, shocking mm-hmm. how little um creators in the uk make and how many of them are kind of reliant on um self-publishing because you know the publishers in the uk haven't come 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 well the, the market's smaller here and there's lots lots of work that needs to be done with audience development but um yeah it is you know 
self-publishing, I think, uh, for, for, for comic books, I think is kind of the, the way to go. And you know, a lot of the artists on there were saying that, you know, comics isn't the main way that they, they earn their living. They, you know, they, they earn a lot of their living by going to things like um, uh, comic cons and doing, um, you know, uh, artwork for fans that are in attendance there, kind of like doing doodles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's not happening at the moment. So, yeah. Doug, um, do you mind if I ask you um, uh, a personal question? I don't mind at all. <laughs> okay, sure. So um, it mentions in your um, uh, profile that you you're um, kind of you're you're disabled, and I was just wondering um, if you were kind of like comfortable talking uh, about that a little bit, and kind of how, if at all, it's uh, affected um, uh, your comic book writing. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm okay with talking about it. It's uh, I I was uh, I was in the military. Uh, I was serving overseas, and I got in an accident. Uh, I won't go back into too much, but uh, I've had brain injuries. And I have trouble speaking at times. This is probably the best uh, I've do at talking aloud <laughs> in a long time. Uh, so we're getting lucky here. Uh, it, my memory is not great. Uh, I don't leave my house very often. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it can be a struggle because uh, like you were talking about people going to cons to build comic book careers is the way it goes. And I don't get out of the house very often. So it can be a struggle to try to build a, a, a career in comics without being able to go to cons. Yeah. That is- it's uh, yeah. Go I ahead. Yeah. In your writing and in just so far what I've talked to you, that, that blows my mind because you're a very eloquent speaker. And I mean, I know that probably doesn't affect writing as much as it affects speaking, but that does not come across at all. So I am impressed. I, yeah, I uh, that's something I've uh, continued to um, say online. Is it's you would you won't see me struggling as much in my writing because I can take the time <laughs> to to make sure I you know sound eloquently, but uh, when I'm talking out loud, it's it's a struggle. And I, uh, I the reason why Matt is here today is because I was worried how well I would be able to speak to you all, and so uh, it, it's it's a problem sometimes. And I I try to do my best. Well, you're knocking it out of the park today, I'll say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Thank you for um, because I know kind of what it's like, kind of dealing with anxiety about things that may or may not happen, and kind of you know, just thank you for taking the time out and um, sort of uh, speaking to us about um, about the work that what you that you're doing, and you that for me, I've got um, so many ideas in my head about stories I want to tell, but nothing gets put down onto paper. So for you to kind of actually, I admire anyone that kind of actually get shit done which both of you seem to be um uh doing at the moment so yeah it's it's not easy it's not easy telling stories guys especially comics yeah um yeah it's very difficult so maybe a little uh, a little lighter note i was wondering for both of you you go in whatever order um what are your inspirations so for doug your writing inspirations are just tone um and then matt obviously more direct because we can see your art um, I was curious. Uh, I'll let Matt stop. Start. Oh, Doug, you want to go first? No, no, you first, Matt. Oh, you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I think some of them I wear pretty, pretty, pretty much on my sleeve. I mean, obviously, like everyone else, uh, Frank Miller. But um, 
I, <laughs> I mean, but uh, I've been reading a lot of like Hugo Pratt lately, um, you know, the quarter multi mm-hmm. stuff yes. and, and sort of going back to that. Uh, I love Paul Pope. I, I've been getting into this, um, some of the like late Ditko stuff, like, which is, you know, like his Mr. A stuff and, and, and some of his other like kind of oddities and offbeat beat stuff. I mean, like it's some of it's inscrutable because he's sort of operating in this whole world inside of his head, but there's a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, one of the things that I think that, that I've been trying to do with, with comics is sort of ground, unless if something that I'm making is like sort of a deeply personal thing like i did this short com- mini comic last year called ghosts of the carousel which is on my website oh my god so fun and that. i'm working on a oh thank you I, I i and i'm working on a follow-up to it um but like those things are sort of more are emotional driven but then like you know i have this comic that i did called crimson that's also on my website i've got the unspeakable thing which are a little and i've done a bunch of like one page comics and like those are more like idea driven. And so I've been trying to, you know, read creators who have a lot of like strong um, ideas in their books, but are still telling good stories. Um, so, you know, I feel like, like the Pope, Paul Pope's of the world, like really fit that. Like I, I've had to, I've been tracking down all of his THB stuff and um, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, I've been reading through stray bullets again very slowly because it's a depressing book, but like what Lapham does in there is great. Um, (laughs) You know, it is, it's like, it's a lot, but like his, his art and everything, how he handles comics is, is just, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, Oh, Alex Sinner was the other, another thing I've been flipping through for, for like art, artistic inspiration, which is uh, Munoz draws that and his his work again i mean you know a lot of it has been i've been you know trying to catch up on all this history stuff like comics history that that you know i i was ignorant of for a long time and you know tracing the sort of inspirations of all the other all the artists that i grew up liking and so so kind of digging through the history um like i don't I don't really read a lot of new stuff right now. I mean, I'll, I'll read, I'll read indie stuff that's coming out and I'll read like, um, you know, uh, some of the vault books and things like that. Uh, but you know, like the Marvel DC stuff outside of a few of those black label books, like I just, I can't, I can't care about the sort of long continuity superhero comic. It just doesn't, it's just too much for me. Like, I just don't, I want something that's like compact and it, it has an ending and, you know, there's something sort of, there's something to it. There's some drive behind it. Like, um, like I really like the Daniel Warren Johnson wonder woman book that came out because like it's in and out, it's done. It's awesome because I mean, anything that dude draws is amazing, but like it's there. He has something that he wants to say and he says it and he's done and that's it. And like, too often it's like you're asking they're asking people to read like 70 issues to get to something and it's like i don't have the memory to even remember what happened in the first issue like yeah. to, to figure out the trajectory anymore so that was a really long-winded scene yeah i think you know what you're saying about 
Marvel and DC. I haven't picked up a Marvel and DC book in in years, and I think part of the big reason of that is like fucking crossovers, man. <laughs> it's just like right. everything's a fucking cro- just you know that you know that concept needs to go away for, for you know for five six years and. Anyway, um... everyone cites these references, right? Like everyone like says, you know, lots, I mean, a lot of the same sort of, you know, trades basically, you know, like Dark Knight and, you know, like Born Again, obviously I'm just naming Frank Miller stuff because I remember (laughs) off the top of my head, but like they're, they're relatively compact. Even his Daredevil run is what, like 30 issues, but like there's a clear like arc and it's easy to read that whole thing. and I don't know that people do a lot of that anymore. Like everything is, it just takes so long for it to come out. And that's why, you know, I, I just, I kind of like this, the one shot or the, you know, the, like, I think that Doug's onto a good idea with Ultramax where it's like, let's just do it. It's like, I think it's um, 90 pages or whatever, but like, that's it. It's a story and it's done. And, And that's what you, that's what I want out of comics. Yeah, and Doug, um, uh, kind of, what's your take on kind of your your inspirations and the you know, first kind of comics that you that that uh, that you read? Ooh, uh, I was trying to stall for time so I could think this over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my process is so weird. Um, I am very uh, just uh, <laughs> trying to think of the word. It's I just. Um, whatever I have in the moment and what I go with it, I really don't plot or plan too much ahead of time, which is so the antithesis of everybody else uh, in, in most comics. So uh, for me, um, I don't, I don't know. Like I know I really like, uh, so I was listening to an interview with uh, Mark Millar where he was talking about, just like Matt was saying is he tries to tell most of his story in like a four issue you know, arc. He just feels like uh, that Frank Miller, like they were. You guys were talking about. Uh, it's the full story. There it is. It's over. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. That's kind of been my inspiration is just trying to hit these full stories. They're done. I don't want anything. I'm not adding anything else to them. And I just kind of uh, shotgun how I write. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> so kind of um kind of sort of already um answered uh my, my, my next question it's, it's questions again going to, to both of you kind of how do you uh how do you write and kind of this is a, a personal question for me again is a, how do you deal with kind of like the the, the pro- procrastination monster that um sometimes <laughs> hangs over um creative people's shoulders doug do you want me to go first or do you want to take it i i can it's um so yeah like i said my process is uh, my, I'm, I, you know, constantly reading, watching, uh, taking in inspiration. Uh, my brain will just click on an idea, and I, I sit there and I just fret over these ideas that I get, and I get so many of them. Uh, it's the one weird thing I have about me, and so I just keep uh, picking at it and picking at it until I have kind of what I think of a beginning and what of an end would be. And then I just kind of, uh, like I said, I just kind of, uh, whatever my brain guides me <laughs> in the process of writing, uh, how do I, uh, avoid, uh, 
the stop of my brain to tells me this, you know, procrastinate. It it's it can be a challenge. Uh, I from the brain injury, ADHD is a, a real big issue. So um, trying to have moments where I'm got bursts and do as much possible, <laughs> and then times where I'm just like I I just don't want to do anything and I put it off. Um, I think uh, having a partner to work with, like Matt or Michael. Uh, for Ultramax, it really puts me on a spot where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to touch a video game. I'm not going to read these other books or watch these TV shows until I have something completed. And so uh, I kind of uh, trick myself into doing the work I need to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I so I've been doing, you know, like my process tends to be um, – I do a lot of, I do, I also do end up doing a lot of like writing. I have a bunch of like sort of short mini comics that I want to do for myself. And a lot of it, you know, ideas kind of come from, I mean, the, I want, I'm going to do a follow up for the Ghost of the Carousel. And it's to basically, you know, that's a really depressing mini comic. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I, I would like to do is I'd like to tag the positive end of it because there is a, you know, I want to make something that has an uplifting ending and, 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 you know, um, and, and it's, it's sort of, it's, it's actually the, the follow-up is really about meeting my wife and, and sort of being pulled out of like darkness. So that's something that I'm working on. The other thing, um, actually my, so my wife and I, and she doesn't really read any comics, but she's kind of, she does her, she's, she's really nice about encouraging me, um, which I appreciate a lot. And, uh, so, um, we were actually, we were at, you know, some, uh, we're at a museum in like Lewis in Delaware and like, uh, you know, there were, you know, pirates used to come and like raid the town of Lewis, which, okay, that's cool. And she said that that'd be a cool comic. So, okay, well let's go. So we went, went down to some used bookstore and, um, or you know and grabbed a book on like shipwrecks and pirates in in delaware which is a very specific topic but and there is this this ghost story in the in that book and i have kind of written out like a you know 23 page thing that i you know of that ghost story and sort of turning it into a comic and so i'm gonna do that soon too i mean you know, one of the things that I'm trying to get better at is like speed and sort of, you know, um, so like a lot of times I'm trying to work at like a nine by 12 or like a smaller size so I can kind of go quicker. And, and the other thing is like, I'm not, I would never call myself the best draftsman. Um, but like a lot of it with the art is trying to just get the idea across and like, I'm trying to become more comfortable with not worrying, fussing too much about like, Oh, is this perfect? And so I've switched in almost thinking entirely with the brush, which is sort of freeing. And it, I'm not worrying about like, Oh, is this like, you know, do, am I trying to get, get like, um, like super like, uh, pristine lines. I'm just, I'm trying to get the idea out there, which I, I think is, uh, is helping, um, with, with moving quicker. So you know, I, I end up just writing a bunch of ideas and I, and, and if it's something for myself, I just write down, like I do a numbered list and I'll write down like, Oh, you know, page one, this is kind of what happens. And then like, usually, you know, I'll just 
I'll just, I'll either thumbnail it or I'll just go straight into the page if I've got a really good idea in my head of what it's going to be. I mean, it, it, it does help when you, for things that I'm writing and drawing myself, like it, that helps that thinking time where you can just be like, Oh, I know exactly what this page is going to look like. And you just can throw it down on the paper and like do it in one sitting. And that's exciting. But then like working with Doug, I will do th more thumbnails and then we can go back and forth on them and sort of, you know, try to, you know, make sure that we're communicating the right things. So, um, you know, it, it you kind of, I kind of adapt to depending on what the project is. Yeah. I think I've heard that from, in interviews and articles of other artists, they say that um, there's always a point where once they're starting to work more, they have to kind of refine their their work to be as quick as possible without the actual quality of the work suffering. And I feel like that's probably a little bit of what's going on. And I've, I've heard that from a lot of artists. Um, a lot of them will just like completely switch their style to make it faster. And I, I always am hurt by that a little bit. So I, I'm glad that your art is still <laughs> just as good as before, at least from what I've seen. I mean, I, I think it's actually better. Like, it's funny. It's like, um, <laughs> you, I mean, I feel like I've gotten better because I, I would hope I would get better. I've done like, I think I've done like 40 or 50 pages of comics this year, probably more. So like, I hope I'm improving. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, I looked back at, I, so I did a comic with, uh, Mike Maurice, like called indoctrination at Z2 is years ago. And I looked back at that. And I was like, oh, oh, God, I mean, don't go buy it, please. Like, I mean, Mike's <laughs> writing is great. I mean, Mike is a great dude and he's, you know, killing it in comics right now. Um, the plot and Rochelle and um, Wasted Space are both like excellent books. Um, oh, it's, he's doing the but, plot? Yeah, him and, him and Tim write it and Josh Hickson is drawing it. And it's, an, it's a fantastic book. It's and a they're, great book. They're great. So, I mean, I, I just, I feel bad that like, I, 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 you know, I drew the black mark, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, he, he's, you know, so, uh, you know, but like, I've gotten a lot better and, and, and a lot of it, honestly, with comics, especially drawing comics. And I would assume it's the same with writing comics. It's, so it's like, you have to just do it and yes. you're never going to get better until you start like drawing pinups is not going to translate into drawing better comics. And, um, and, and, and it's, I think it's tough to get, to figure out that work ethic, uh, when you're, you know, especially knowing that like, it's a slog to get, to get things out there. So I don't know, there's, there's a level of peace that I'm at now with comics, which is great. That is, that is probably a very good thing I would say, especially <laughs> you don't sound like you're, uh. You're too far into it. You sound like a young man to me, so it's pretty good that you got that early. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, but it's not, not too young. <laughs> <laughs> Another one for both of you. So before you published Leap M and then now for Ultramax with Doug, what is some stuff that you wish you knew about publishing that you uh, you learned along the way? Hmm. Doug? Oh, man. Um yeah, it's a man. That's a tough one. I mean, you you did this. I mean, you've got a successful Kickstarter, so I feel like you learned. You know, you've learned a heck of a lot more lessons than I have already. Right. <laughs> um, just having the plan in place is is a huge. Uh, you, I like I said, I, I since I wing a lot of my writing, having 
a set plan for the actual comic uh, pitch, having this the right resources open when you're trying to develop uh, pitching queries to agents, uh, plans to uh, editors <laughs> when you actually get accepted is uh, huge. Uh, there's so many times where uh, you can get off caught off guard like, hey, um, you guys are this far along, how much is needed to get this completed? And having that answer there and then is so important. If you are just like, uh, let me get it back to you, <laughs> can be can be a big problem if sometimes when everybody is so busy in comics. So uh, being prepared, I, I don't know, that's kind of my answer. <laughs> Anything, Matt, that you've learned or you think you kind of, you know, you just go with it? I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of go with it, but like, I'm also, I'm trying to look for like, what are other things, you know, like with the Instagram, like just saying like, can, can I build something for a comic strip? You know, uh, I, I kind of, like, I, I think I said this before, but like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really want to waste a bunch of time trying to chase down the sort of, the sort of like let let me get validation from a publisher in order to put to bother putting this out there like it's not it's almost not worth it like um if i can just if i can make something and if it's something that i want to tell and i can find you know the couple hours a day to, to do it then i'm just going to start doing it and i'm i'm not i'm not going to get wrapped up anymore in trying to you know create a pitch and all this stuff it's sort of just like I mean, it makes it tougher to, to make, mm, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like Kickstarter is a, is a future for, for comics. And, oh, and I think that, that Doug having success with his is like a sign of like, that's where people are going to, re, to, to buy books basically. Yeah. And, you know, building that infrastructure for that is kind of what I'm, what I'm interested in right now. So that kind of um, links into my, my my next question is like the future of comics question mark mm-hmm. um so it's just <laughs> but both of you want to uh talk a little bit um about that it's a wide that's a it's a broad one yeah i mean i'm um, just using kind of kickstarter as a um as a jumping off point again kind of referring back to the uh uk comics scene there's quite a major uh, publisher over here in well in the independent scene anyway called um soaring penguin press mm-hmm. and they've decided to, you know to move to a kickstarter model so all the books that they're publishing now are going to be funded um via kickstarter mm-hmm. and kind of you know they'll run the kickstarter campaigns and do all the marketing all the rest of it um but yeah that's kind of the way that an independent you know and they're, they're quite a, you know they've put out some really good work um, so it's just it's interesting that, that you know that's the way that they they're deciding to go, as well. To me, that feels like a future, and I uh, and 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 I feel like um, you guys had uh, uh, what is it, Joe, Joe on? Yeah, Joe. Or, yeah, Joe Stone. Yeah, and I think that he was kind of I, I think that that you know I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, so like I might be mis- mixing stuff up, but I feel like he was kind of you guys were talking about this where it's like there, the market is totally shifting. Um, and like, I do think that Kickstarter is a future. I think that just sort of 
the self-publishing and and smaller press stuff is is starting to pick up and like i feel like bookstores are the only the things you know you can sell graphic novel or like trades or whatever um but i don't know that this i think that the floppy is kind of i think it's reaching its ending yeah. like i just don't know i don't know that there's any value in the you know 2.99 or 3.99 floppy as part of a six issue story arc and then you can get a trade that's you know in 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 a at the end of it that's cheaper than buying each floppy and also doesn't have ads in it you know like i don't know i kind of i think for independent stuff it's like kickstarter is a way to go or i mean if you're so lucky and you can hook up with a publisher like like vault or image and even image if you're not if you don't have a name it doesn't image helps get you out there but like you know if you're not uh, i don't i think if you don't have that audience it's not like getting published through image is not like a you know golden bullet for success there's so Um, many projects at image that you can just get lost in the sea even at image you know right so i i feel like and i mean it's just hard yeah and I, i like i colored i colored roche limit for mike uh way back in the day which was at image and, you know, you had the same exact drop off as anything else. The first issue does great. And then number two is half of that. And then three is half of that. And then four is half of that. And like you were in charge of the marketing. So it's no real, you know, I, I think you see publishers now like AWA or Vault. I, I feel like Vault is a really great example. Um, I think that I, like Upshot seems to be doing some stuff that's interesting. TKO, I think, is interesting. Like, and I think TKO is putting out some great books. Um, and like, I feel like that's the future is like these sort of boutique publishers and then also creators who want to tell independent stories, just going to Kickstarter and building their audience themselves. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing um, that gets talks about quite a lot is the, the shifting demographics and people mm-hmm. about reading comics in terms of, you know, you've got um, Raina doing the stuff with, you know, Guts and um, Babysitters in terms of you know opening that you know YA um, graphic novel market up to sort of uh, your, your, um, uh, middle-aged uh, uh, girls, and then you've got um, you know they, uh, uh, Daft Pilkey doing the stuff with um, kind of Dogman opening up that um, kind of young reader market as well. So it's kind of I think it's really going to depend on who you're aiming, who, you know, who's your uh, t- kind of target audience, because I think yeah the floppies. I think it's 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 hard to see kind of a long-term future in that but yeah I, i've seen a lot of uh creators pushing for that book market it a lot of uh book you know major book companies like uh scholastic and um uh-huh. uh who else anyways they they actually pay you know an advance to books which floppies won't do right. and so if you're a creator you want to take a shot at something that will give you a livelihood for a while. Whereas you take, like we said with image, it can be a gamble. You got something for number one and then issue two, you're, you're gambling your future something sometimes. So uh, (laughs) it's, it's, I think, I think that, I think that book market is really, and then like you said, the boutique stuff after, after that is really going to be where it's at. Yeah. And it's sort of, um, I kind of I've made I've made a certain level of peace of like I don't know that that 
just drawing comics will ever be my full-time career and and i'm okay with that i i you know i do i do creative work professionally so I, and i you know i i enjoy that um i obviously always try to make to to find ways to shove comics into you know my my full-time job um when i worked at task and purpose which is um military news and culture site i drew some comics for them and did a bunch of illustration stuff so like I always find ways to, to push that forward. But like, if I can, it, you know, if like Doug and I can say like, oh, well, here's a comic we want to do and we can take it to Kickstarter, you know, and that, at least and fund it, that's cool because you at least know that someone is going to read it. And, and and that's sort of the thing that, you know, I did that 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 mini comic goes to the carousel last year. And, and the thing that's tough is figuring out, like, how do I put this out there where I feel like someone's enjoying it or someone's getting something out of it? And and sometimes, you know, just throwing something out into the ether of social media doesn't it doesn't feel like you're reaching anybody in, in any sort of real way, like like a heart doesn't mean anything. Um, so that's why it was really nice with Leap M that that a number of people reviewed it and it was nice to get that like sort of actual feedback on, you know, what went right, what went wrong. Um, and people took so. chances on nobodies basically. <laughs> so we really appreciated that. Yeah. Cool. I think we, we on the last few questions now, aren't we? So, um, yes. Yeah. Last two questions here. So just, to, to close it out, what, uh, is there any comics or books you guys are looking forward to and, uh, what are you reading, watching just what, media basically are you consuming lately the book i've been reading what is it called oh my gosh it just came the issue one came out and issue two i think is out today i need to go pick it up it's um we only find the dead body is that what it's called yes yeah yes oh my gosh that one's so good i was uh hooked uh by the cliffhanger of issue one the premise is so interesting and i just uh, if if you're a comics fan, go give that a look because it's it's so great. <laughs> I would agree. It's so, a great book. Well, uh, what was that? Uh, I, d- I didn't catch the the name of the book. What was it? Was it called? I believe it's We Only Find Them When They're Dead. Yes, I think you're right. I think that's what it's called. It, Al Ewing, right? On yes. What about you, man? Anything? It doesn't have to be comics. Just anything you're uh, you're really digging lately. Um, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I've been reading Cordo Maltese a lot lately. Um, I'm reading a book on shipwrecks. Um, uh, I don't really watch any, you know, I don't, I don't really watch much TV or anything. I, I kind of, I can't, we canceled, we've canceled all of our streaming services because I'm just sort of sick of that, the nonsense of streaming services. I, I, I'm, I'm done with that. Stuff. Oh, you canceled um, a thousand of them? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, 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 it's just there's so much yeah. noise, and it's it's like you end up in the sea of like not being able to make a decision anyway. So um, I've been mourning the fact that they pushed James Bond back a year, basically. <laughs> and I don't know if it'll ever come out. So I've been rewatching. Um, I've been watching, uh, you know, putting on some Bond movies in the background occasionally. Uh but like the fun ones. So like some, like, you know, like some of the Roger Moore ones, I, I have a soft spot for the Dalton movies. Um, so that kind of stuff. And then just things that keep me in the same, the mindset for whatever I'm working on. Um, so 
I just flip through. I mean, a lot of times when I say I'm reading something, it's more I look at the pictures and, you know, I kind of don't really see the words that much. So like all the Pope <laughs> stuff, I, I just flip through it, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm reading the, the loneliness of the long distance cartoonist, which is uh, by Adrian, Adrian. Uh, and he makes a joke about it, about how people can't say his last name, but I'm going to do it in real life. Tom, Tomine? I think it's Tomine. <laughs> I have the same. Uh, and he's great. Um, uh, he, uh, he's he's really he's an excellent cartoonist um and and he 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 drew a uh uh he's his stuff is just really relate like fun and relatable and and um and uh just an enjoyable cartoonist so uh f- thanks for that guys um just wanted to say thank you again for for both of you um uh coming to kind of um talk to us this is kind of the the, the last question so um is there anything that um we haven't asked you that we should have and is there anything um else that you you both would like to say you would admit um i i, I think you caught got everything um uh I, i'm thanks for having us on yeah. and, and once again thank you for reviewing leap m i i that that really was i appreciated it i i appreciated it so much i i uh i uh I made my wife listen to it in the car to say, look, see, people like what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I uh, sent it to uh, you and so, you go, oh my God, they gave us critiques too. You were so excited. He's like, let me DM yeah. them. Tell me how do I DM. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was something. So I did want to address it because you guys brought it up. And, and I, I, I think I mentioned, I said, I sent it to you in the tweet, but like you, you brought up this one flaw that neither, neither of us caught it. And it was that, I think that when we were talking about it, we were like, oh, well, we need to establish um, uh, Parker in the flashback scene. And so Doug rewrote that part of the script and like established Parker in that scene. I had totally forgot that we had did that. So when I drew the page, I drew it according to the old script, which had a dot, like a conversation in that mm-hmm. scene. So, um, so like I, one of those panels was supposed to be Parker, but I, I just, I, I totally forgot that we changed it. And when we just, I guess it, it never clicked that we didn't, didn't add them in. So that was like a continuity mistake or something on, on, on my part. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, if people want to, would follow my, my uh, unspeakable comic Instagram, that would be awesome. And, uh, and sign, I, I did set up a newsletter on my site too. So, you know, hopefully when, when Doug and I start working on this next project, I'll be able to send out some updates. So if you, uh, if you're interested to sign up for that, that's also cool. And, um, Doug, I'm, I sort of was reading on your Twitter today, you've kind of announced a, um, a young adult graphic novel that you're going to be hopefully releasing next year. Yeah, I can't give away too much details on that, unfortunately yet, but Hopefully, hopefully, I I, I gotta have a lot of things to promote, so I apologize to everybody. Uh, uh, right now, got uh, Ultramax. It's still in the last few days on uh, Kickstarter. Uh, the end is is next Wednesday, actually. So if you have any interest in um, supervillains in prison, it's a drama about a guy who shot the world's most famous superhero and uh, the fallout from that. Uh, then November first is Project. Uh, big hype it's uh, like you said like uh, 24 
stories. There's over 240 pages. There's 80 creators. It's just a massive thing. It's all manga size because we wanted to take that inspiration from Shonen Jump. And um, and then uh, a little teaser, me and Matt, uh, we were talking. I'm just going to give away the title, but we're hoping to kickstart it next year. Uh, we're going to call it Under the Pale Moonlight. That's going to be our little teaser. Oh, man. I like mm-hmm. that. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. It was really cool having you. It was great. Great talking to you guys. Thanks for yeah, having thank us. Thank you. People, Thanks. go back Ultramax on Kickstarter. Check out Matt's Instagram comic, please. It is fantastic. Uh, I assume Ultramax will be equally fantastic. So, uh, go ahead. Anything else? No, uh, uh, kind of, uh, that's it guys. Um, yeah, we've, we're hopefully we'll be doing a podcast next week with Erin from the, uh, podcast, uh, girls talk comics next week. And I think we, we haven't decided which book we're going to be talking about yet. So that should be kind of, kind of exciting, hopefully. So yeah, that's it guys. Thank you. Oh. Oh, can I say this to you guys that I yeah. love that you covered yeah. Topi or Toppy or I can't pronounce anything. That was great. I mean, like you're picking out some like really fun uh, off the beaten path books to, to, to cover, which I, I think is is really excellent. Like not not touching on the sort of the obvious is, is great. I really appreciate that, man. I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you for saying. I mean, when, when Cole came up with the with the idea for the podcast, that was kind of his thing was not to do Marvel DC not, not, not that there's anything wrong with that but it's just kind of there are other comics out there that deserve to be um, discussed mm-hmm. so that's kind of yeah alright everyone well thanks for listening thank you guys for showing up we really appreciate it thank you